Okay, here it goes. Distinguished co-host. I'm uh, pretty fucking distinguished. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's how I felt. That's how I felt about it. So I won't disagree with you. <clears throat> not too hard, anyway. Like we may we may not see exactly eye to eye on just how distinguished, but you know it's somewhere in there. It's good enough. Good enough for this podcast, anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, speaking of good enough, I think you had a story that was just good enough to lead us off with, maybe? Oh, I'm, okay, I'm, so I'm opening with this. Okay, I thought we were gonna, like, save it for something. No, right. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we'll save it. I think it's a good, I think it's a good end cap. I, I, I mean, it doesn't matter to me, I did, I thought you were gonna usually open up with something that you've... But anyways, no, all right. it's so good. anyways, so uh, something that's uh, been on my mind uh, here recently, uh, not even recently, I, I've just been thinking about it in the back burner, and I've just it's just kind of finally made its way up and uh, up to the front, into the frontal lobes of my brain. But uh, anyways, so um, the thing I want to bring up is... Uh, the uh and i haven't i you know the thing what the weird part is i haven't heard anybody even really like talk about it like even in the leftist circles like i haven't really heard much about it but is the is it seem it, to me it seems there's a new red scare building up and it makes sense because right now there's a huge workers movement also building up as well and it would make sense that the powers of be in the establishment, you know, everyone who hates unions and hates that the working class is gathering and gaining momentum and power, that they would find something to villainize the word socialism or communist again. And the the new red scare, the one the one that I was that I'm referring to is is in the in the country that it's related to is is China, that is. Not without its faults at all whatsoever. There are plenty of feudal gripes, as uh, my co-host likes to call them, in the name of in the name of our podcast. There are plenty of gripes I have about China, and its fascist ways, and its adopting of capitalism, and them still still having you know hundreds of billionaires in their country. Um, but. It's the demonization of China that seems to be the over-demonization of China that seems to be building up 
like more so than it, than usual because China's always been like kind of that bad guy to you know to the U.S. Our our number one frenemy. Yeah, even though we you know it clearly we our economy is like our the huge part of our economy is you know re- relies solely on China, but you know we can, we can afford to ignore the uh, the bad parts of it in order to keep trading with them exactly so you know the, the same people that criticize them incessantly um be it fair or unfair uh are also the people who do the most business with them it often seems like including donald trump yeah well i mean everybody and most these celebrities we, i mean everybody does business with them that's the thing no one can escape that like i don't yeah i don't know if it's possible to exist in america right now without ultimately doing business consuming something from china or made in china but anyways so yeah what i was gonna bring up is i think the thing that's been the thing that really kind of pushed me to start thinking about uh talking about this out loud and up front is i i was i commented something online recently and it was an article i think it was like an npr thing some neoliberal trash like news site that posted something and they they were it was about um emissions and they're doing the one of those typical song and dance of like telling the consumer how they can make a difference like just bullshit like stuff that doesn't actually do anything how you know, fucking setting setting your furnace to sixty nine degrees in the winter time, and all this like dumb shit that doesn't actually do anything. Little and, things that we can do as sort of our penance for existing in yeah. their li- neoliberal utopia. Do your part without pay, without the you know factors of production ever having to take responsibility. Pay, pay your dues, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But something else that <coughs> I noticed that a lot of like fucking mpc type liberals dumb fucking like ones that just repeat talking points and par- you know parrot things they hear on cnn and whatnot and in the article itself is they in in the in they like to bring it up as counterpoints is china because they they would constantly bring up how China, it all, you know, we're, we're, we do stuff, but China is the big problem here. They have so, they, they're the big producer of all these pollutants and emissions. And they would bring this up any, like, not even, like, not even mentioning, not even, like, to me mentioning that the U.S. is a big problem when it comes to emissions. Obviously, we are, like, the biggest problem. By far. But it was it was to counter my point in bringing up that there are like what like how many companies are responsible for 71% of emissions like 12 it's a handful i was going to say maybe a dozen or so yeah that not very many companies are responsible for over 70% of greenhouse gases and uh, carbon emissions in the world and that I just said companies. I didn't even mention countries at all. And these people automatically just fucking heel turned like 
right into China. Like, well, China's the biggest problem. Like, who's to say some of those... First of all, who's to say some of those companies aren't from China? Second of all, like, why... why it's do you, 100 companies. 100, 100 companies, companies are responsible okay. for 71% One, of all yeah. emissions. 100 companies. It was severe and, and China as a whole is technically a bigger uh, polluter than the U.S., but... Per capita, the U.S. is almost three times the polluter China is. They just have more people, and therefore, of course, they have more net output. Anyway, go ahead yeah. with what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they just fucking, they just laid, wasted no time into talking shit about China. And it's like, it was the same, the thing is, what really caught my attention is everybody was saying the same fucking thing, which indicates... Like, which is a huge indicator that they saw it on some media site, some news site, or some shit that was just said this, and therefore you parrot this same opinion until it becomes truth. Talking points. Yeah. And that's, that was, that was the big, that was the thing that really started to, like, turn, like, turn the wheels in my head. Because with this, they can use the fact that China is technically i guess i don't know i guess sort of a communist country but the point is they can use them as a way to demonize socialists and the the new generation of socialists and like in working class in america and that's that's what i was getting to with this like i can definitely see in the future because i've noticed this it's not just it's not a one one-sided issue like it's it's de it is it's something that both parties, both Republicans and Democrats, are on the same side on is demonizing China. And consider this: Why are the uprisings in Venezuela and Hong Kong <clears throat> so heavily covered, and bolstered, and lionized, and then the uprising in Chile is completely ignored? Yeah, the uprising against capitalism. Yeah, how convenient is that? Yeah. Well, and honestly, anything that Ted Cruz is behind, like, for the most part, I'm I'm going to be against. And Ted Cruz has definitely been, oddly enough, he has been, like, the front runner on the Hong, on the Hong Kong uprising. <laughs> like, he's, he's yeah. been the number one politician there supporting the Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong protesters. Which should tell you just about all you need to know. Let me give everyone a quick overview of the Chinese economy and whether or not it is communist or capitalist. Okay, that was the Chinese national anthem, so now here we go. Um, so basically... Um, since, just because you mentioned it, it is a market socialist economy, if you w believe such a thing exists. Nominally, what's going on in China is that they have resorted to capitalism in order to build socialism. This is a component of Marxist-Leninist philosophy known as the two-phase or two-stage or two-step process. I've heard it called all three and many other things. Basically, the point is... You transition from feudalism to capitalism, from capitalism to socialism, and from socialism to communism. And in countries like Tsarist Russia and, you know, 
post-imperialist China that never had extended periods of capitalism and industrialization and blah, blah, blah. You have to resort to having some degree of a market economy. Whether or not it's full-blown, quote-unquote, capitalism is murky, or whether it's like state capitalism because the Chinese government is often or even usually the majority stakeholder in every company. And then you get you get bogged down in issues like workers' rights. Like I would say China is not exactly an exemplar when it comes to like unionization. And there's a lot I'd of jokes. Say that's an understatement. There's a lot of jokes about the people's suicide nets and that sort of thing. It it seems to me like they are currently at a level of economic um, progress that we were at in maybe like the 1910s or 1920s, back when we had six-year-old girls literally chained. Literally, we used to literally chain seven-year-old girls to sewing machines to make shirts in sweatshops, and hundreds of them died when one in like Chicago or New York, the Triangle sh uh, Shirtwaist Factory. Pretty sure it was in New York City. Much, much to the dis dismay of uh, of uh, libertarians everywhere, child labor laws were uh, were shortly thereafter made illegal. <laughs> yeah, or, sure, yeah, or or made. Thereafter I should enacted. Say. Yeah. After that, we we invented child labor laws. Yes. Oh, and at that moment, every libertarian Wept. shed a tear because they could no longer fuck children while they worked for them. <laughs> yeah, you could no longer chain children oh, to their workstations. If, if, you, if you're so smart, why can I have sex with you? Well, if the children didn't... In in that voice, they give me a... If the children didn't want to be chained up, why'd they consent? If the children, if the children didn't want to be chained up, why did they consent? Oh, thank you, Ben Shapiro. Ben... Notice, I'm not talking about Ben Shapiro. This is, of course, our totally fictional character, Bencha... Piro. Different guy. In no way related. Isn't that right, Bencha? Mm -hmm. For copyright reasons. Yes. It's all a joke. We promise. So, um... Anyway, um... Whether or not you choose to believe that the, uh... Communist government in China is, uh... Really communist, or whether they are doing this whole big business thing uh, in order to concentrate enough capital to build communism, or whether they really are just a bunch of fuckface sellouts with egos too big to, you know, Except dare... Accept a Winnie the Pooh Winnie. comparison. You know, literally ban Winnie the Pooh rather than... I question whether or not they'll actually move into wholehearted communism. I mean, maybe eventually, but... I don't think the their intentions right now are to do that. I think that yeah. the, the powers that be are going to continue to prop themselves up. I mean, it would look roughly the same, in my opinion, right now, whether they were or whether they weren't. But it's my personal opinion <clears throat> that um, uh, President uh, Xi would have been much better served just like... I can see the fucking photo up in my head now, and I've said this to, like, ten different people separately. He could have just had a dude in a Winnie the Pooh costume. You know they're everywhere in China, probably. Like, just had some guy with, like, a Disneyland Winnie the Pooh costume come out and meet him on a stage for a photo op, and he shakes Pooh Bear's hand, and, like, 
they like lock arms and take pictures or whatever. And he walks up to the podium and is like, wow, what a handsome bear. He reminds me of someone I know. Ha ha ha. And he even loves our Chinese honey. China loves Winnie the Pooh, you know, and he could have had a whole fucking moment and it would have been great. And a lot of people would have had to eat their words. But instead, they just ban, ban, ban. Just drop that ban hammer right away. It, it's paranoid as fuck is the best, most charitable interpretation. And it is not a good look. That's not that's not how based alpha chads govern. Okay? If I, if I want a Leninist government or Maoist, if I want a Maoist, Dungist, whatever government, I want a based alpha chad running it. Not someone who's too much of a little bitch to weather a Winnie the Pooh comparison. Girl the fuck up. It's illegal now, because my Fifi's got hurt. I'm the president. It's not enough to start a trade war over, but it's definitely bitchy behavior. I'm not going to defend that. Fuck that. I'll defend China. I'll defend Xi, where they do things right. But that Winnie the Pooh shit, that's just some basic bitch, bottom of the barrel, bargain basement, buffoonery. Like... And they're willing to fucking lock people up over it. That's the thing. I know, it's fucking pathetic. That's not... That's not Alpha Chad moves. That's not based, man. You gotta be based. You gotta fight these alt-right fuckfaces, you know, right where they try and meet you at. And that ain't it. That's not how you fight reactionary element. You know, banning Winnie the Pooh. It makes it even worse. Yeah, exactly. Because they know that it bothers you, so... I mean, at least do what the Soviet Union did and make your own Winnie the Pooh, if nothing else. I mean, theirs was even better than Disney's, in my opinion. Their Pooh Bear is like a fucking nervous wreck on crack. And he's a brown bear. It's awesome. Anyone who hasn't checked out Soviet Winnie the Pooh... In fact, let's just, uh... Just... Couldn't wait to uh, lead that into a segue about Soviet Winnie the Pooh. I'm just going if... to put it on in the background here for a minute. It's in Russian, so our listeners presumably won't be able to understand any of it. But, uh, you know, we can hear what Pooh sounds like. So that's like the, like, who does this little march singing, poom, param, param, pom, pom, when he walks around. If you mention Winnie the Pooh to a Russian, that's like his catchphrase over there. There is no, oh, bother. It's, oh, yeah, he does his, pom, param, param, pom, 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 as he marches around with his feet that aren't connected to his body. And, uh, Talks about how he's going to get honey. And then the other voice you hear is Piglet, the higher pitched voice. I think I think that's another one. Go check it out on YouTube or something. I think it's public domain. I don't know. It's made by Soyuzmultfilm, which was the Soviet I don't think animation. you're going to get a copyright strike on a fucking Soviet Winnie the Pooh. I'm pretty sure everything made in the Soviet Union's public domain, so... 
Yeah, it wouldn't be very, wouldn't be very communist of them for it to be not to be. <clears throat> and I will add, this is uh, actually considered like one of the most renowned cartoons ever. It's find it interesting that they made Pooh a brown bear. How the hell did we get? Oh yeah, President Xi. Just uh, you know, learn to take a fucking joke. Can uh, diffuse humor a lot more easily than uh, than being a petty little bitch about it. Of course, I mean I don't even know to what extent that ban was unilateral. Like I wonder if it really is just an instance of like he just is like ban this and they just do it based on him alone. Or if there was some, like, council meeting of some kind and they decided, like, collectively to do it? Or what exactly the decision Well, either way, is. he hasn't uh, stopped it. So even if it was that, it's law now and he's not doing anything about it. So it doesn't really matter. So let me see. What, what does it even mean for Winnie the Pooh to be banned in China? Like, to what extent is it banned? Like, is it just filtered out on the internet? Oh, or is it, boy. like, actively illegal to, uh, to fucking, uh, even mention him? And, you know, because I, you know, I don't know. It's not like they give us an honest overview ever in the media. So, I mean, what would you, what do so, you think the situation like, is? So, how are you going to find if... You can't find an honest overview. I didn't of the say media. it was impossible. I said we're just generally not presented with it. Generally, all we hear is Winnie the Pooh is illegal in China now. But what does that actually mean? Like, does that mean that if you have it like on VHS at home, they're gonna come and take it out of your house? Does it like I don't I don't know what it means for it to be banned. Is it just like I know they have the the internet filter, which is shit. So like presumably it's being filtered out on the internet but if you go around that is that illegal because i know that you can get around the filter if you get caught but that's the thing though like that's with every fucking law like yeah it's not illegal unless you get caught like so it looks like it started off being done on a meme by meme basis and uh let's see here even china experts it's funny see china experts uh, agree with me. Apparently, Xi's whole, like, reputation in China is that he's a nice guy that normally has a good sense of humor about himself. So, like, the sort of thing I described with the, like, guy in a poo suit and shit is, like, nor the sort of thing that would normally be right up his alley. Like, okay. his whole thing is he's the benevolent okay. ruler. So, and this whole... I'm curious... So, this just says that Christopher Robin, the movie, was banned from opening, but not that... So, I don't even know, like, to what extent... So, like, that movie was banned. That was, like, a while ago. That was 2018. Yeah. So, what's happened since then? Well, clearly stuff has happened since then. Yeah, but I mean, regarding Winnie the Pooh. What, what has happened on this front in China... I mean, it looks like they're just... I mean, it's not good, but it looks like it basically just consists of filtering out on the internet, which is shit. You know, the internet shouldn't be filtered, but... Ideally, anyway. But, uh... You know, at the same time... Yeah, I don't know. They say it 
the the liberal media at least the new york times say that it might undermine his image as uncle g in big scary quotation marks well we know that they've threatened to stop doing business with uh people over it and there seem to be some uh, allegations that g is a uh, um, that there's co family corruption in the G family that has allowed the family to amass a huge fortune. And uh, interestingly enough, this article is from, oh, it's from this year. Okay, I was going to say, I thought it was from 2017, and I'm like, oh, they mentioned Hong Kong in here. Oh, that's prescient as fuck, but I don't know. This This dude in the New York Times is claiming this. Of course, that's the New York Times. Put as much credence in that as you want to, but, uh, you know, whatever. I don't even know. My ultimate point in this whole diversion here is that we are generally so vaguely and poorly informed on what actually goes on in China that I don't even know what it means for Winnie the Pooh to be banned or what a ban of something like that even entails. And I still really don't, even after leaping through that whole article and wasting all this airtime that I have to edit down. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm looking at you like this right now. Well, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I, I can't even remember where I fucking left off now because you went on that, like, ten-minute fucking tangent on your, like, desperate ability to defend China. Hey, you know, I'm not defending hope something negatives about china i gotta find some thing that's like a that's that's defendable about what happened i just want to understand the nuance of the situation it's not good to ban winnie the pooh but i also want to understand what a ban even is in this circumstance like i it's not even immediately clear immediately clear to me that it's illegal to like it it is the point that, that it's not the, the point, point that anything like on. it's happening. Is... The, the point is, though, Todd, is that it's it is happening. It's not that how they're going to do it, because how do you ban anything anymore these days? Like you if if the United there are different ways you can go the, about it legally. The, yeah. Yeah. But they, like they could make it illegal to even have the, a Winnie the Pooh sweatshirt, for example. But yeah, I don't know if they you, have. I mean, if you wore it out in public, some they would probably do something about it. But they're not gonna like. They're not gonna like. I highly doubt they're going to be like going door to fucking door. Of course not. Beto, Beto O'Rourke threatened style. Like we're coming for your poo, poo in our hands now. Like, you know, um, as a funny aside, um. You know, people people call me a tanky all the time. You do. You were just now basically I shitting I on me for. I don't call you a tank. I only call you a tanky jokingly. Yeah, like but when I'm trying to get. I do defend skin. China quite a bit, but um. I do. I do call you an apologist because you are an apologist sometimes, and you even, even admit the, that you are an apologist sometimes. Even in the context of defending China. I'm still not good enough for some on the left, like a gentleman no, who, who I, blocked I, me on Facebook. I I, I fucking de defend China sometimes. It's just the the extent. Uh, this guy actually, oh, him and a, a few people have actually said that I am a racist for not seeing the clear anti-Chinese connection in these memes. 
for Don't You yep. See. Clearly, it's because his skin is yellow and yes. he's fat. Winnie yeah. the Pooh is body yellow. body shaming racist. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is yellow. And President Xi is Chinese. And in America, we stereotypically call Chinese people, quote unquote, the yellow peril now now see so see therefore guys, it's a racist meme. that's called projecting your own fucking racism that's calling projecting your own goddamn insecurities that's all that fucking is because it started with chinese people doing it mm-hmm. fucking chinese people were doing it yeah i mean <laughs> i literally defend china and on this count this guy's just a fucking idiot and he was so triggered when I said that the notion that Chinese people were somehow so racist against themselves that they were choosing a yellow bear to be their president because they hate him because he's Chinese. Yeah. Clearly I, as a woke white neolib or woke white whatever tanky or whatever the fuck he was, some woke white dipshit, no better than the Chinese people themselves. Tell me that isn't some fucking, like, some colonizer condescension bullshit right there. Like, I know better than what they know about what's racist against their own fucking race. That is some big brain, (laughs) that's big brain time, right on level with calling a black guy from the UK an African American. As a British African American, uh, you know... I think that actually happened to some guy one time on TV. Oh, I'm sure it. Uh, there's, I'm sure. It's probably it. happened multiple times. Are we as Americans of such egos and the assumptions that the world revolves around us? I mean, the there's there there, there it's been a meme on the uh, the uh, world news subreddit that Americans just like assume all news is about them like if there's americans in our subreddit that it's like automatically revolves around them like and we just automatically project our standards mm-hmm. onto news that we read in any other country even when it makes zero sense to do so like that yeah like drawing racial connections like that like no. a pro tip you know generally i think when a chinese person is drawing something with yellow skin they're not trying to be racist against chinese people like a like a white american would or doing a, the same thing or when a when a fucking brit calls uh calls a pack of cigarettes a pack of fags like they just assume that offends me as an american yeah. because in my country clearly, it means something different clearly you know, according to the context that, that that they're obviously aware of, they're they're referring to gay people. They're going to smoke a pack of gay people. But see, see, it originally started as the there they were burning gay people. It's like with it, that's why they called them fags. <coughs> no, no, actually, it started because that's what they called the sticks. And then it evolved to the sticks that they used to burn. Oh, no, the word faggot has never technically... It's usually implied gay people. Like, that's who you typically think of when you apply it. But it's never exclusively meant that. It was just like, that was the number one type of person that would fit that moniker. Because that's how... 
but any, how anyone words, who by how that words work anyone who by that theoretical rubric they would find to be burnable you know quote unquote would be someone that you would call a quote unquote faggot yeah but like i said that yeah because that's how words work they change meaning due to like association and context and like the things evolve and <laughs> well plus you know context matters there's no magical combination of of sounds and syllables and, and shit that you know has this magic power to alter reality mm -hmm. just by itself or whatever it's all about context and intent and and so on and so forth you know if you're not literally intending to cause like homophobic anti-gay harm on purpose then that's a radically different context than if you are you know and the same word can have totally different impacts and meanings depending on that context and shit and people get so bent out of fucking shape playing linguistic whack-a-mole saying this word's bad don't say retard but they don't ever like you know propose any solution to the actual problem which is that it's not the word retard or retarded or, or fag or whatever else it's the it's the it, the intent and the the association with the particular concept behind it it's not the word retard it's using it to refer to an actual mental disability that no one yeah. can control as opposed to just as a blanket insult well, and and the, the, the maybe we should maybe we should what i'm trying to say is maybe we should consign a word like retard to the dustbin of being a generic insult as opposed to trying to Make save it, it for and make it mean more than it actually should yeah exactly yeah. you know you're just feeding the euphemism treadmill yeah. just pick a new word like mentally disabled and then just work to make sure that that doesn't become an insult also by building awareness about actual mental disabilities no, while also not tolerating just run-of-the-mill stupid as a stupid does stupidity which our culture so often does now, it has nothing to do with they, they literal for, mental they disability. Though, that yeah, you 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 cancel or ban retard. There's some something else is just going to eventually come of that. They're going to make up a new fucking word because that's one of the thing, one of the best things about the English language. We fucking make up words, like. And if you don't work with concepts instead of just individual words then whatever new word you come up with to describe whatever taboo concept it is, like having a mental dis uh, disability, that new word, like special, there's already kids using special as an insult now because you've well, used it as a euphemism. have used special as a fucking insult since, like... For decades. Yeah, like before we were in high Like, I know for a fact yes, people use because of these we fuckfaces continually cycling through new euphemisms because they can't stand the word, you know, retard or whatever else, we now have special as an insult. And that's also why every possible phrase in the English language is some sort of sexual fucking innuendo, too. You can't say anything without it meaning something sexual. Like, oh, I'm going to screw in a light bulb, you know, or whatever else. 
no matter what you, you talk about, it could be a euphemism for sex because we're such immature little children that we can't just talk about it straight, you know, straightforward like adults. You know, we have to tiptoe and dance around all these taboo subjects. And so we wind up with all these surplus synonyms and shit. And it's just, it's just too much. It's, it's like I said, it's childish. It's immature. People say I'm immature for not caving to this. But I say it's the opposite way. I think people who, you know, get upset about swear words and so on and so forth are the ones being immature because they're the ones fetishizing the power of language they're the ones projecting this magical thinking onto vocabulary it's vocabulary people that's it it's literally something you could fill a word bank with on a fucking you know back of a fucking coloring placemat at a restaurant or something yep dumb fucking shit that's all it is. You're, you're assigning more meaning to it than it, than, it, than it actually has. You know what else is dumb fucking shit? Anti-vaxxers. Oh yeah, we just uh, we just watched uh, a, 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 I don't know what we call them, an anti-vaxxer. A, not, not necessarily an anti-vaxxer, but uh, a, um, um, Enabler of an anti apologist, yeah. Enabler of anti of anti vaxxers. Not straight. We'll say that this motherfucker said on that straight up says at the beginning of the interview that there is no evidence that vaccines cause autism, and then goes on for the rest of the interview implying that there is a chance that there's some way some 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 way that vaccines can cause autism, and then planting seeds of doubt by using other examples in which science doesn't know things like is he like jay gordon Dr. these jay people Gordon's don't the realize that that's how everything starts out that like every every type of medicine or every type of fucking scientific theory like starts out as well it works this way we just don't know why like what do you like? Do you think we understood why water like helped us live when we first did it? No, like it just happened, and like we just assumed that it was like good for us and that we needed to drink it. Like that's how, like one of the things he says, we don't know how anesthesia works, implying that it's like somehow incredibly dangerous and like it's scary that we don't know how that works. So therefore, um. We need doubt um, that vaccines uh, that we need to we need to doubt that vaccines don't cause autism. It's like no, there's no evidence of that, and they've done studies. It's not like they haven't tried to find out how vaccines cause autism. Like no, they've done studies thanks to dipshits like you, Doctor Andrew Wakefield. Yeah, claiming that like not not claiming because he's specifically not. He's he's doing a Jordan Peterson. With, yes, he was. With he vaccines. was doing. Um. Yeah, Doctor Jay Gordon was doing very much this apologist's dance where um very peterson esque where he was like you know i'll just do it in the peterson voice even though this guy sounds nothing like that well i'm not an anti-vaxxer at all in fact i've even personally vaccinated myself but 
I just think that there are legitimate questions we can ask about whether or not family history should be considered, or whether, you know, one of my patients, the first four children, came out autistic. The last three came out normal. And I said, what did you do different? And they said, we stopped getting them vaccinated. Should we get number eight vaccinated? And I said, no. You know, like, um, God, that just sounds like something Dr. Jordan Peterson would have said. Now that I said it like yeah. that. And I That's said, I said, better to play very... it safer than story. He's very Peterson-esque on how yes. he went about it. Better safe than sorry. It's you know, your freedom of choice. That, that's a you can't have compelled speech, Bucko. That's that's a that's a total fucking cop like coward's way out to like say that shit and then that way in case you're wrong you don't actually you can you can claim that you never said anything like that but then if if in the in the very hypothetical case that this guy may be right he can say we'll see like I I said I w it was possible so now I get to take credit for vaccines. Causing autism. I said that I didn't have proof for my claims, so therefore I'm off the hook for having to provide proof for my claims. Yeah, total fucking middle ground, neither way, doesn't want to take a stance because either one could get him in trouble with different communities. You fucking bitch. God. Yeah, he, he uh, wants to remain a respectable pediatrician. Just a reminder, pediatrician, this is children we're talking about here. You know, yeah. the right wing... Literally su told, suggesting that these that a woman shouldn't vaccine their child. Even though, he's, like I said, he said at the very beginning, there is no evidence that vac vaccines cause autism. The right wing complain, cry, whine, bitch about drag queen story night at the local library... Because one of the drag queens accidentally wore too short a skirt and some kids saw the outline of their balls through some tights. As if seeing a pair like Which honestly I'm not I, saying Which this. honestly I can tell you that children have accidentally seen the outline of my fucking balls through a pair of tights. Because I've been to a fucking Oh, watch out, yeah, Mr. I've been, Petto. I've been to Comic-Con before and worn a Spider-Man, spandex Spider-Man outfit, and I know there were children there that saw my fucking nutsack through that spandex. Yeah, guess <laughs> what? Accidents happen. Seeing a dick isn't going to fucking scar your kid for life. Yeah, I, yeah I, well, fuck. How many, how many of us have seen their dad's dicks at one point in time when they're children? I know I've seen my fucking... I yeah. saw my dad's dick before. Accidentally seeing a, a dude in a dress or a dude in tights cock or balls isn't going to kill your kid. I know you think it will. I know you think that this is some sort of life-changing trauma. But it's not. But you know what is? Measles. You know why? Because it turns out... Um, Measles wipes your immune system, quote-unquote, memory, so it can't fight other infections. So next time you hear some anti-vax retard talk about how, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, gotta build a strong immune system, get that measles virus in there, build some antibodies, 
Well, guess what? Turns out that the only fucking thing that you can effectively fight off with your immune system, possibly permanently after getting the measles, is the measles virus. You become more susceptible to flu, pneumonia, and so on for years to come. And like I said, in some it's cases it may be permanent. effectively getting, uh, basically getting HIV. You're, you're, you're... Yeah, you're, it's very comparable. The only thing you're immune to is measles. Now, of course, it's not quite as bad as like full-blown AIDS in that... Um, if your child gets measles and then isn't further immunocompromised for other reasons, they'll still fare okay. It'll take a little longer to get over shit, but you know, they'll suffer for it, but they won't die. But God forbid your kid get leukemia, or your kid ever become malnourished, or your kid you know, basically get any sort of immunocompromising disease, actually get AIDS or HIV and start showing symptoms. If any of that happens, it's going to be a lot worse for them than it would have been if they hadn't had that fucking measles infection you doomed them to because you refused to get a simple little fucking shot for your kid because Jesus told you not to or because Jim Carrey's ex-girlfriend who used to fart for money on MTV fucking uh, told you that uh, vaccinations are bad and that her son was recovered from the autism. <laughs> Fuck these fucking pieces of shit. Selfish is what it really is. And to be perfectly frank, you know, I'm mildly autistic. If that's such a bad fucking thing that you want to fucking, that you'd rather not have a kid go fuck yourself seriously because I'll, I'll put it to you this way if this if this so-called autism that these uh, uh vaccinations uh were causing was so severe then how did she recover her son that turned out never to have even been autistic in the first place jenny mccarthy's kid it turned out to be a, a false diagnosis. So, you know, how the hell was he, you know, was he never that severely autistic to begin with? You know, I was led to believe that it must have been so bad that he was like nonverbal. Well, she's, she's a fucking celebrity. So I bet it was one of those, basically she found a doctor that wanted to take her money and fill her narrative and knew that the more he fucking told her what she wanted to hear, she would pay him more. So they come there to visit, it's like, because that's the, going into for-profit healthcare, that's the kind of shit you get. You get those Hollywood doctors that'll fucking do or say whatever these celebrities want because they get money from it. And I guarantee that's what it was. She basically paid a doctor to, to, uh, give, to basically, it was confirmation bias, you know, to tell her what she wanted to hear. Like, you think that, you know, we live in a system where, like, pharmaceutical reps can, like, bribe doctors to, like, prescribe drugs it turns by out... with, like, a fancy fucking restaurant meal that we don't have doctors that are going to, like, do whatever a celebrity says they want them to hear or they, so, they want them to do. So her son, if you can believe it, he's now, uh, must be 
16 or 17. Because this article's from 2010, and it said he was 7 then, February 2010, so he might be 17 now. That's insane. Yeah. Says that he has Landau-Kleffner syndrome. What which, the fuck is that? Well, it ain't autism, I'll tell you that much. Rare childhood disorder characterized by the loss of language comprehension and verbal expression in association with severely abnormal EEG findings during sleep and clinical seizures in most patients. So in other words, it sounds nothing like autism other than just the verbal, the verbal thing. Yeah. Because I was going to say, and that, that goes along with what they reported too, because most autistic kids, as far as I know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong on this, I'm no expert, but don't they always well i guess I, I should be kind of an expert because like for example i talk here about Broca's and wernicke's areas and that's exactly the sort of thing i studied in college um you know but uh i i was under the impression that autism speech disorders were always present like from infancy am i wrong on that let me look no i'm pretty sure it's from birth like like let me see your autism speech patterns onset because i mean autism is genetic oh i guess so is the other well maybe the other thing is like yeah probably the other thing is too but Last time I checked, it was like straight from birth. Regressive autism occurs when a child appears to develop typically, but then starts to lose speech and social skills, typically between the ages of 15 and 30 months, and is subsequently diagnosed with autism. Setback type autism, acquired autistic syndrome, even. So, apparently, let's see here. This is exactly the type that they thought her kid had, and that was associated with the vaccines. Because, of course, it happens to occur hap- like it, like, right around that 15 to 30 month mark where you're giving your yeah, kids vaccines. That's, that's all it is. It's a fucking causation does not equal, correlation does not equal fucking causation. Apparently, 25 to 30% of children with autism spectrum disorders stop speaking after beginning to say words, often before the age of two. Um, so, my own story, um, I've been told that I was able to read before I was even two, and that they found it out because there was some guy in a work shirt standing behind us in line when I was like a year and a half, less than two years old, and, um... I said, hey, Bob, and everyone turned and was like, how'd you know his name's Bob? And I said, it's on his shirt. And then supposedly by like age three or four, there were only a couple people, um, I think like my grandma, basically, and that's it, that I would actually talk to. Like my mom said that all I would do for her is just scream and point at shit. And that what the doctor wound up recommending was just act like she didn't understand what I wanted until I was forced to, you know, use my words as they tell the kiddies now. I don't remember ever hearing that phrase when I was a kid, but I heard it a lot when I uh, taught in public schools. And um, 
And uh, yeah, basically, like, if I wanted milk, I had to say milk. I couldn't just point and go, ah, yeah. What's pretty funny is that nowadays, I think uh, anyone who knows me know the, knows that I'm still the exact type of person that just looks at something and points at it. Ah, ah, <laughs> expects you to <laughs> hey, just give it to hey, me. Well, while you're getting up and go to the kitchen, can you... Uh... <laughs> Yes, your mom that doesn't believe in Asperger's syndrome. So let's see here. It says here, according to this, it is only the appearance that neurological development has reversed. It is actually only the affected developmental skills rather than the neurology as a whole that regresses. It is more usual for autistic neurological development to not include such aberrations with age-appropriate autistic symptoms being clear from birth. But uh, basically, it's not like a physical change. Unlike this other disease that her son actually has, where there actually are apparently like changes that occur physically in like your brain and stuff that cause seizures and shit like you actually have a physical disorder whereas with this they can't see anything you know like it's not like your kid loses half their brain mass or something and becomes severely disabled or, or something like that like a lot of horrible diseases it's just uh behavioral as far as anyone can tell they still have no idea what causes it One autistic friend of ours uh, tried to say that he had a piece of his brain missing, but I don't know if that's 100% accurate or not. I would like to see an MRI of that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Now, on a completely unrelated topic, because we are closing in on, like... Uh, 50 minutes here or more getting close to the hour I came across uh, because you know we, we talk about this platform so much we've even mentioned it a couple times interacting with people on it um, and we you know have a page on Facebook that, uh, Which I'm sure if you're listening to through. this, you already know about. If not, go go like our page, please. We need we need you. Please give us attention. We love you. We're watching you. Anyway, Aaron Sorkin, an open letter to Mark Zuckerberg. Facebook isn't defending free speech. It's who's, assaulting who's Aaron, truth. Aaron Sorkin again, by the way. So Aaron Sorkin is a members. playwright and screenwriter. Um, if you are you familiar with the West Wing? Are you asking me? Yes. Yes. Well, he is the creator and am I familiar with the fucking West Wing? Well, Aaron Sorkin is <laughs> the West Wing. Okay, he created and wrote it. Do you and, know? One of the most famous political dramas that's ever existed. <laughs> Let's see. He uh, 
also wrote The Social Network. That's where this comes in. This is where this like weird entitlement that he has. I'm guessing He's I also, can write uh, about this because I um I uh did he say he wrote the social network? Yeah, he's also responsible for the line "You can't handle the truth" from a few good men. Apparently. Oh, the line that Jack Nicholson says. Yes. So there you go. Anyone out there I who thought, doesn't know, that's Aaron Sorkin. That. The Social Network was written by like uh, Zuckerberg's uh, fucking colleague, and or was it just written from the account of that? I assume from the account. It was written by Aaron Sorkin, probably based on what people around Martin Zuckerberg told him. Okay, I was under the impression that like his co-founder like wrote the movie or wrote the book or whatever but i guess he just like interviewed him apparently so let's see mark oh god it already starts off fuck this guy (laughs) we're one word in and it's already fuck this guy i can't disagree but yes mark mark don't fucking look at me like that (laughs) (laughs) mark in 2010 i wrote the social network oh my god and i know you wish i hadn't jesus fuck this guy's i knew it i knew this he's already jerking himself off the entitlement oh my god like he fucking (laughs) gives a shit about you making the social network nobody fucking talks about that movie anymore go jump off a fucking bridge dipshit (laughs) god damn go on get this over with you protested that the film was inaccurate and that hollywood didn't understand that some people build things just for the sake of building them we do understand that we do it every day Literal face palm. I'm gonna fucking punch this guy. I'm gonna fucking beat his fucking ass. Oh, have you ever seen what he looks like? Oh, I can. I can only imagine. I can. I'm. I've got a picture right now that's pretty fucking bad. Here, I'm uh, going to show Jason a picture. Everyone out there listening to this, just go look up this a picture of Aaron Sorkin. little fucking prick. Oh, get ready to laugh. Mmm. Oh my god. It's not as bad as I thought, but no, like, those he does, tiny he, little he looks like a fucking weasel. Tiny little lady glasses on that oh. giant fucking he- man head. Oh, I'm so fucking pleased with myself. Yes. I know you wish I hadn't. So let's see here. I didn't push back. I bet he thinks that <laughs> like the fucking. The testimonies in the inner, like the interviews that he that Zuckerberg is doing for like for for the fucking was it the Senate or the Congress? Like there, he's testifying before the House. Yeah, these House he's testifying before both. But, yeah, yeah, these test like these testimonies he's making in front of. I bet he's like he thinks that he is like responsible. Like he planted the seed for all this. Like, oh, I'm the one. And like, if I hadn't made the social network, none of this would have happened. Like, <laughs> there, he he, I think he has personally claimed responsibility for like the modern day political dynamic just because of the West Wing. Oh my 
God. Like he wrote the Obama presidency the, into the reality. The only thing he's responsible for is like these fucking Gen X or Gen X neoliberals like romanticizing West Wing era, like style fucking liberals. Like, oh God, it's so, he's such a bad, like, hey, look, it's so realistic. Oh my God, how many, um, how many he's Biden supporters do you think, how many Biden supporters do you think are just projecting Josiah Bartlett onto oh, him? God, I, like that and like uh, in Elizabeth Warren supporters, like how many Elizabeth Warren supporters right yeah, now? Yeah, she's just like think, a Josephina Bartlett, you, if you will. You think like, watch the West Wing, like just ex liberally like or they still look back and just think this is what we could have had without gore this is what we could have had without gore <sighs> well to be fair if al gore had gotten been president at least we would have like fucking actually done something about climate change like jesus fuck at least you could say that if like, al gore had been president probably 70% of millennials wouldn't be okay with communism now. Yeah. Which is an actual poll I read. Socialism. They was well, so, okay. I, they I think it was 70% were for socialism. I think a good 33% were comfortable with straight-up communism. Yeah. Which is a very good number, in my opinion. That's 33% more than I would have expected. And that's 33% more than it was... When I first looked into communism when I was like 14 and had no idea what any of it meant. Because a lot of people who both like and hate that idea have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Like, uh, you know, it's usually right-wingers who have the most cartoonish misconceptions about communism, obviously. But uh, don't count out your occasional well-meaning sock them who will come in and say, we're not talking Stalin communism, we're talking socialist, like Sweden. So, uh, here's a pro tip. Sweden isn't socialist. It's a monarchy with capitalism. The proletariat does not own the means of production in Sweden. The proletariat does not even own the government in Sweden. A monarch does. So grow the fuck up. Anyway, back to this shitty letter. I just got to read this line again. Um, let's see here. You protested that the film was inaccurate and that Hollywood didn't understand that some people build things just for the sake of building them. We do understand that. We do it every day. I didn't push back on your public accusation that the movie was a lie because I'd had my say in the theaters. But you and I both know that the screenplay was vetted to within an inch of its life by a team of studio lawyers with one client and one goal. Don't get sued by Mark Zuckerberg. It was hard not to feel the irony while I was reading excerpts from your recent speech at Georgetown University in which you defended, on free speech grounds, Facebook's practice of posting demonstrably false ads from political candidates. I admire your deep belief in free speech. I get a lot of use out of the First Amendment. Most important, it's a bedrock of our democracy and it needs to be kept strong. But this can't possibly be the outcome you and I want. To have crazy lies pumped into the water supply. Letter. 
Is he like... <laughs> Crazy lies pumped into the water supply that corrupt oh, the Mark. true romantic passion between our hearts. Oh, Mark, come back to me. Kiss me just one more time. <laughs> that corrupt the most important decisions we make together. That oh. one I didn't even make up. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually what it says. Oh, Mark... Shove your weird lizard cock deep lies, down my throat. Lies that have a very real and incredibly dangerous effect on our elections and our lives and our children's lives. <laughs> the children that we have yet to have, Together. but will someday. <laughs> Don't say Larry Flint. Not even Larry Flint would say Larry Flint. This He's isn't got the nothing same. on you, Mark. This isn't the same as pornography, which people don't rely on for information. Uh, hey, excuse you, princess, but uh, some of us actually have to get our information from good old-fashioned all-American pornography. Actually, I wonder if naked news is even still a thing anymore. Or if that's just too... Know. If all the if all the anchors aged out or something and they just couldn't replace it because nobody wants to read the news naked for seven hundred creepy old lemon party looking motherfucking lechers somewhere. Anyway, let's see here. Of course, the problem could be solved by those people going to a different news source, or you could decide to make Facebook a reliable source of public information. Because that's the point, right? Facebook is meant to be a reliable source of public information. That's what that's where you're supposed to go to learn facts is fucking Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a social media platform. The tagline on the artwork for the social network read, in 2010, you don't get the 500 million friends without making a few enemies. No, you can't just SMH, you gotta say something because it's a microphone, not a camera. Mm, oh, shaking my head right now. <laughs> that number sounds quaint just nine years later. Because one third of the planet uses your website now. And, uh, you know, actually most of the rest of this is, you know, fairly standard. Of course, um, it says something that a neoliberal Hollywood dude would think that, uh, you know, it's all just fake news and Russian bots manipulating these unwashed masses oh. of ignoramuses out there who just have no idea what they support oh, or what they're voting for. Oh, oh Mark. Mark, why can't we just love each other like the neoliberals we are? We should be in the same camp. They don't understand you like I do. Yes. Oh, you, the billionaire tech entrepreneur... And I, the loving Hollywood, high-powered, multi-millionaire screenwriter, obsessed with you. Why won't you requite my obsession, Mark? You didn't even sue me. I wanted you to sue me I and give me free advertising for my movie. I wanted to matter. Yeah, exactly. It blows my fucking mind. You know, it, he... He was actually on record, like, there was a video of Mark Zuckerberg even saying, not too long ago, that billionaires shouldn't exist. 
And then, of course, he, like, recanted later and, like, and criticized Bernie for saying the exact same thing. Mark Zuckerberg had said that? Yeah. The, the, I assume that was before he became a billionaire and continued no, it, to No, exist. it was recently. He okay, said Mark this. Zuckerberg said billionaires shouldn't exist, but now all of a sudden he uh, is all about them. I mean, he, he must be he criticized Bernie's policy on like billionaires or something regarding that. Maybe riding around with Pete Buttigieg in that car just you know rubbed all off on him. Yeah, convinced him that billionaires should exist again, and that Pete Buttigieg rubbed him off. You mean? Uh, well, you know, Mark, if we had billionaires in South Bend, it'd sure look a lot nicer. That's my Pete Buttigieg voice. Sounds an awful lot like Jordan Peterson for some reason. Yeah, it's not a very good, uh, <laughs> not like a very good uh, Pete Buttigieg impersonation. Like you could do better. I'd have to. I honestly like haven't really heard him talk enough though. I'd have to. Like, it's it's along those lines. I'd I'd have to like hear him before. It's I got a it. similar Ray Romano thing going to it. Kermit the Frog. No, it's not. It's not like this. Like it's not quite as extreme. But then Pete Buttigieg gets out there and we just need to work work for America. And that, you know, it's he, he tries to have sort of a... It's not quite as staccato as Obama. We'd have to listen to him. But then I'd have to play Pete Buttigieg yeah. on our show. I don't know if I want this, to do that. This article written on October 7th of Futurism.com title, Mark Zuckerberg, a billionaire, says billionaires shouldn't exist. So that's literally just last month. Yep. But then there was another thing where he was like talking about uh, Bernie Sanders and criticizing his opinion of billionaires. So who fucking knows? Like, either way, this guy, the guy's like complete, like inhuman, amphibian-like scum that like licks his eyeballs to keep them moist. Him and fucking Nancy Pelosi. I wonder if he's, uh... Still microdosing. Probably. I wonder why people don't talk about that more. Like, why isn't that mentioned in every article about him that he microdoses acid? Like, he could be under the influence of any amount of half, acid up to, like, a few milligrams at any time you'd never know. Half a fucking Silicon Valley microdoses. That's the thing. Yeah, and, you know, as someone who's done more than his fair share of psychedelics in his life, that... These people have little clue what they're doing yeah well they don't it's obvious we don't know the long-term effects of that shit it's obvious a it's obvious that he microdosed literally before going out to talk to congress and shit i don't think he did it this time but bad fucking choice and then beyond that um you know they're doing it in inappropriate circumstances obviously not taking enough time between like Doing a bunch of little doses is not good. You should do a normal dose and then, like, wait a week minimum. Wait a month even better. Like, recharge. Like, when I used to trip on shrooms, I would be good for, like, two weeks afterward. Like, how could you... And then I would know people who would be tripping every three days. And it's just like, how the hell can you possibly stand it? How are you not burning out well, your entire it, brain doing yeah, this? Yeah, that's the thing. It like it kills it. It kills your ability to produce like serotonin and fucking dopamine and shit. Yes, that's the thing. it's draining, and 
it makes you look like fucking data from Star Trek, apparently, when you do too much of it. Yeah. And on that note, I think we're about ready to wrap this uh, shit up. Yep. On that note, look like data from Star Trek. We will, uh, call it a